1: Remember, this show is PG-13, so you might hear a naughty word or two. This month, TumbleTrack has 10% off their camp countdown goodies. Everything you need to make lots of stations, games, and obstacle courses to keep those little kids occupied and having fun. And you could buy the stuff for the gym or at home. And if you spend over $90 to $90, you get a free pair of sticky toes. Check it all out at TumbleTrack. Visit TumbleTrack.com. T-U-M-B-L-T-R-A-K tumbletrack.com Train Smart. Today, which of your favorite elites are coming back for another year of college gymnastics? UCLA and Clemson have new coaches. Carlos Yulo won almost everything at the SEA games and we have tons of news to catch up and we're answering a bunch of your letters this is the 20th episode for 2022 and it is may 16th welcome to the number one gymnastics podcast in the galaxy i'm jessica and i'm here with spencer from the balancing situation uh congratulations to kensley who walked this weekend and graduated and got her her uh, i almost said master's degree she got her goodness, Jessica. Her big, giant PhD. I'm a doctor now. Thank you very much, Hood. And uh, officially got her PhD. So, congratulations to Dr. Kensley, uh, who's partying this week. So,
0: <laughs> I love the idea that Kensley is partying.
1: <laughs> partying. They're in the garden, I'm sure. Uh, that's a deep cut from behind the scenes, you guys. So, <laughs> 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 all right, Spencer, what happened at the. Um, at the SEA games. Why why is this different? What's going on with this?
0: Quad, what are you quad? asking me about?
1: Trent. Okay. Tell me about the this, tr-
0: this Trinity, This Trinity Thomas is <laughs> uh, what we're calling this triennium. Yeah. So I just wanted to, because we haven't. Talk, done Internet news in a while we've been doing other th- very important like Jim Cotta recaps obviously we haven't had we've been swamped with move with movies from the 80s to watch we have not had time to break things down but uh this year going forward looking ahead at what we'll, we'll be watching what we'll be talking we, we will be talking about this year is a little different this summer is different when it comes to elite because for this year's world championships all the countries are gonna have all teams have to qualify So you don't just get to send a team. You don't just get to sign up. You have to have qualified from a prior competition, regardless of how good you are For example, so the U.S. has to go to the Pan American Championships and qualify a team, which they, of course, will, but they still have to go and do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't get to be able to send a team to Worlds. The Asian Championships are in June of this year, so China is going to have to go and qualify teams, which, you know, if they send a team, also going to be very easy for them. But China has canceled the the many competitions they're hosting this year, including Chinese nationals. The university, multi-sport events like university games, Asian games, I expect China to send a team. They've been able to, you know, send teams to events during the pandemic before. So, and this is an important one to go to because you have to qualify to Worlds, but it is something to watch. And that's what we'll be keeping an eye on heading uh, into the next couple months. Asian Championships in June, Oceanic Championships are coming up this month in May. Those spots will have been decided by the next time we do internet News, so Keeping an eye on that, that's sort of the first world's qualifier to spice up the summer a little bit. I'm excited about it because it gives more stakes to these competitions, like European Championships, which has always been really fun. But now it's like, it's very exciting who finishes 13th in qualification, which you never really cared about before because it's like you'd even make the team final. But it's like, oh, is Romania, which they should, but Romania, going to get into the top 13 in qualification at Euros? That's going to be really exciting and interesting. We'll be talking about it a lot. So those are the things to sort of look forward to. We did have one multi-country international competition over the weekend the southeast asian games which was by the way at a spectacular time because there's not really anything else going on right now other than the southeast asian games so suddenly the entire internet was like there is one competition i care about it's the southeast asian games starting now and i've never cared about anyone except rift or your funnel of
1: she I feel like she's the star. new star she is the everyone everyone's <laughs> I mean, obsessed she, with
0: her she's been around for a while but I was very happy to see we've talked about her beam on the show before because that's her best event I was very happy to see her win the women's all-around title because it's you know she's a veteran she's done this so many times so she's like no one else is watching any comp- other competition this is my moment I'm gonna win the all-around so yeah she went through cleanly she won Aaliyah Finnegan who you know She's Leah Finnegan. Do we need to give a background on who this is? We're we assuming everyone knows who Leah Finnegan is. Everyone knows who
1: Aaliyah Finnegan is. She's Leah
0: Finnegan. Is. Now she's competing for the Philippines. She finished second in the all-around. We're going to talk about that because I have some routine composition thoughts. But is there anything else you want to run down before I have a little rant? A little rant I, it's really interesting. About she, routine composition.
1: Yeah, that she won... Um, so the big question was: Was she going to do her Pike Delchev? And yes, she mm-hmm. did it. She did it successfully. I think it was the best skill in her entire bar routine, um, by far. Uh, except her pointed toe double back was also very nice. Um, but she—the interesting thing is she helped um, the Philippines win the team title, which is great. And then uh, she also, what's really interesting, did she won vault? but it actually was not her best vault of the competition and her qualifying vault was excellent and that vault didn't make the lineup at LSU like that vault one and a half Yurchenko one and a half and it was really good and I think that I mean I don't you know we don't know where she was in her preparation but I think that she from you know she did floor a couple times so you think that she would have been able to do vault and the fact that she didn't make the lineup but could do so well in an international competition with that uh, vault says a lot about the LSU lineup for vault. Yeah. Please, I mean, okay. yeah, it's,
0: it's tough to make that with a one and a half. Now I would expect in future to see a Finnegan on vault for LSU. She has, you know, clearly she has a Yurchenko one and a half, but yeah, if you have, you know, we're talking about college deductions. So if you have a hop forward and some knees, you're not necessarily going to outscore, like, Elena Arenas is Yurchenko full, which is beautiful. And there's, you know, not that much you can take. So, yeah, it's not easy to make a lineup even with a Yurchenko one and a half on the top teams. But I expect we'll see her vault in the future.
1: And we could because it's three years before the Olympics still. And she switched her...
0: Well, it's two years.
1: It's two years, but also she never had to... She never... Will she be able to compete for the? There's a three-year rule of switching affiliation for the FIG before you can compete in the Olympics. You have to do it three years before. Hmm. So now I think that she, because she was never, mm, I'm. I don't know if she meets the cutoff date. We probably or not. should
0: have done research about this part before. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably just cut it we out. We probably should have. I would have to look out it out
1: loud. But I don't. Yeah, I don't I, know that's a if.
0: She, yeah, we'll look, she, we'll look it up
1: if she's met the, the cutoff date or not for competing for the Olympics, but, um, but she can still compete for the, the, um, the Philippines through worlds. And
0: it's just the mm-hmm.
1: Olympics that has that really specific rule. And then Carlos Yulo freaking won everything except one event.
0: Yeah. Carlos Yulo, Carlos Yulo. It was very exciting to see everyone was talking about his drag Ulescu. Cause it was excellent. And it was like, oh, I maybe only have <laughs> – you're not just, like, pulling your knees apart to cowboy it. You're not pulling physically pulling your knees off, which is very important to me, I saw obviously.
1: someone describe it as a casual Dragulescu, and that is exactly yeah. how it looked. He was like, boop, I'm just going to flip, then I'm going to quick turn at the end, and I'm going to land very safely in a very standing upright position because – I can flip very fast and very high and you will not fear for my life when I do this Dragulescu, which is how you know it was a good vault if you're not afraid for the person's life.
0: Mm, interesting, good to know. Okay, so can I talk about the, comp- the the composition requirement deductions heard around the world in the women's all-around final?
1: Please Because this is
0: all everyone was talking about. So Rifta Irfan Lidfi of Indonesia won the all-around title by a few tenths. Aaliyah Finnegan was in second, but Aaliyah Finnegan had multiple missing composition requirements in her routines that if she had had them in there she would have won the all around gold medal so on bars she was missing a an element from a different grip, and the big one on floor, and I say big one because I feel like this was the easiest fix is that she didn't fulfill the passage of dance requirement. So basically she just did her college routine, which is kind of what we expected. No one was expecting like, oh, big upgrades. I'm going for the US Olympic team. Like you've been doing a college season. We expected pretty much your college routines. But in college, she's doing chasse, 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 split leap, full, split, jump, full, which is great for the NCAA code. You get bonus, lovely elements. But that does not fulfill the passage of dance requirement in Elite. So it would have been such an easy fix because she could have just added, like, any leap. Any chasse, chasse, any leap, split leap, for instance, chasse, chasse, and then do the rest of your elements. And you're getting five more tenths, and that would have put her into first place. So I was like... i know i was like i had to decide am i gonna pretend like i'm a nice person and just be like well you know she's just coming from college and she was just doing this gonna do her college routines or am i like you know let's let's all read the code so that you can do a very easy fix which is like you're probably warming up that that's your warm-up for your routine where you have all these harder elements than that you could have just thrown in anything
1: yeah pretty much Oh dear. So hopefully we'll get all that fixed over there, LSU. Because it was her LSU coaches <laughs> coaching her in Elite, not
0: her. Yeah, let's let's get let's call a, call a brevet judge if needed and be like, hey, what does she need to change? And they'd be like, Well, there's no passage of dance in this routine. So you need to have that.
1: And she it's did just, fall it, on floor, just so, you know, it wasn't a perfect meet for her. Fine, yeah.
0: whatever. That happens. I'm not I'm not upset about the fall. I'm upset about the composition requirements.
1: <laughs> totally within her control to do a foot leap. Yes. Yeah uh let's talk about a couple other uh jim turnet news headlines it's been about a month since we did any news coverage um because we've been enjoying ourselves thoroughly and one of the things that was a very enjoyable process for the last two years was um well and frustrating i have to say is we created the first ever gymnastic award like a physical award to give to someone because so we're like maybe we should do this well how can we make it different because we're gymnastic and we don't do like some basic like let's give you an award that was molded in the 60s after some gymnast with a bouffant and then they just have replicated that for decades and handed it out and it's just generic no let's do something special so we presented this past week the 2021 it's called artistic gymnastics champion of the galaxy award to lexi ramler and this is an actual uh 3d printed gold image of her not a it is a statue not an image um of her actual her doing gymnastics so it's not a generic it is created uh in her image, it is specifically her doing a front aerial on beam. And um, it, it has a little plaque that says it's called artistic gymnastics. And all credit goes to Spanny Tampson, who came up with, with the athletic, art, athletic, uh <laughs> idea yeah. for this. It's athleticistry yeah. And um, yeah, this is really her. The Out of her mind comes the great ideas for gymnastic, And also thank you to Lexi Rambler for inspiring us with her dynamic p- toe point in every single thing she does and absolutely beautiful gymnastics. So uh, it took two years to do this because the 3D printing process, as it turns out, is not uh, as easy as it seems. And we kept getting uh, deliveries of this statue that were missing fingers, hands, feet... So
0: you, those might be important.
1: Yeah. And also it might be important for people to do like a quality check before they put things in the mail from France to the United States. So anyway, if anyone listening is uh, great at 3D printing things, then hit us up because there's a whole special kind we need. I've learned so much about 3D printing. that, <laughs> But it is really cool to be able to make something that is someone specifically. And now we can actually give that to them because of NIL it's not like we can't make you know something that's actually you we can make something Mm. that's in your image so that's nice um in trinity thomas news
0: yes always should be a whole segment
1: trinity thomas has won the 2022 honda award this is um the collegiate woman athlete of the year award and she won it and that's you know this is correct
0: she won the gymnastics portion of the hot she's the representative for gymnastics and then they go like all of the representatives from each of the sports then compete against each other
1: i don't care about
0: anyone else i know i know but just to clarify she's the gymnastics nominee which is its own award it's like she won the honda award for gymnastics and now she's going for the going for the the big one
1: yeah which doesn't matter to me at all, unless she right. wins that one too.
0: And then you're going to talk about it forever. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Because obviously <laughs> she should. I mean, I don't know, unless somebody else like cured cancer while doing gymnastics or whatever sport <sighs> they do, then obviously <laughs> Trinity Thomas is going to win. Um, Fisk, the first historically black college to have a gymnastics team, um, which is not yet an NCAA team, but eventually will be there. Their plan is to like slowly work up to that. Um, they are, uh, so they're not like a D1, D1 or D3 or D2 yet. They're going to compete in a different system and then work their way up to that. They have their very first gymnast. Their very first commit is Haley Clark, the first ever gymnast to commit to Fisk. So congratulations to her and the team. Um, and also we have another team. We have Simpsons men's gymnastics team is going to join the Eagle Conference. So they'll be the fifth. ECAC. ECAC oh it's the ECAC not the eagle
0: that's a a different thing
1: which is the same one that have my favorite leotard winners on the women's side this year the blue in the leotard episode Well, they've
0: changed the name of that one that's now the GEC the gymnastics east conference it's very confusing and you don't have to know about it It no okay
1: they're not an eagle they're (laughs) an ECAC so um yeah they'll be the fifth team so it's gonna be army uh navy springfield william and mary and now the simpsons men's gymnastics team so Mm -hmm. kensley don't say dr kensley don't say i didn't put men's gymnastics news in here because (laughs) i did Um, you
0: just i know you only made like three mistakes about it so that was pretty good it
1: was good it was good yeah I'm really proud of myself for only three mistakes. It wasn't like Fact Checker who didn't know the, abbrevi- the, the the country abbreviation for Philippines was PH, so he thought that someone had won Pommel Horse, but really it was the Philippines winning. So that was good times today.
0: <laughs> I was confused too. I mean, if someone tweets Aaliyah Finnegan won a silver medal for PH, I'm like, that's Pommel Horse. And she probably didn't.
1: But you never know. <laughs> it is a horse like you know if everyone else falls on an every skill i'm sure she could do a couple things so what's <laughs> happening in coaches news
0: yeah so some lawsuit news which is a com- a common segment for us on this show so the former central michigan coach jerry Rygaard, won an appeal over defamation claims against espn so basically he claimed that he was defamed by an espn reporter because they linked him to the ex-doctor who shall not be named and Geddert, and it was like the contention being, that's just other gymnastic stories, not anything I had anything to do with so they uh, reinstated at least the court reinstated his lawsuit against ESPN
1: yep, it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting suit because um, these kind of, I mean at first it was just thrown out and then they appealed it so it's going to I don't think this lawsuit will hold up, but it's going to be interesting to see because this has a lot of implications for how um, we cover news here on GymCastic, and especially for the gymnasts who are uh, speaking out on Twitter or on social media. This is super important uh, to keep an eye on.
0: So also big UCLA head coach news that we should talk about. So Janelle McDonald has been hired as the new UCLA head coach. She was most recently, you will remember, she spent the last few years at Cal as an assistant coaching bars predominantly, Um, which you will remember because, you know, when someone hits a handstand, which they always did because they had the best handstands, you got a fist pump at least or a clap or a yell the appropriate reaction this is the thing I'm like is Janelle McGraw qualified to be UCLA head coach yes because she has the appropriate reaction to a perfectly vertical cast handstand and that's all I'm really looking for
1: and she has also raised an elite from an egg which we always wondered if that was going to be the new qualification for like taking over big programs like this um and she you know coached the first ever national champ at Cal which we were like obviously she should get a million dollar bonus like has she not written that in um and we you know she's from Washington like Seattle area and I feel like that's the Canada of the United States basically so she's very nice is what I'm saying and she's a a gym nerds coach she's a serious gym nerd we talked a lot about this on behind the scenes
0: all right so what but what are your like if you were Janelle McDonald what's like first First order of business, first requirement, like what needs to happen? UCLA didn't even make nationals last year.
1: Oh, first you establish that BJ's staying and doing the choreography. That's the most important thing. That's number one. Yeah, the coaching is fine. They'll be fine. But that's the number one thing.
0: So in other head coach news, we also talked about this on Behind the Scenes, so we're not going to go into it in too much depth, but Amy Smith has been named the head coach at Clemson. She was the head coach at Utah State. Before that, she was an assistant at North Carolina. She was a gymnast at UCLA. She did assistant coaching at UCLA for at least one stint. Were there two separate stints at UCLA?
1: I don't know. There was at least one after Missouri.
0: She was was sort of around. (laughs) Um, So we talked, and on... um, Behind the scenes, we talked about some of the former athletes, uh, mostly at Utah State, who have talked on social media about negative experiences they had with Amy Smith as a head coach. So we did that. Not going to go into any more depth. One of the things I'm really interested in watching out for is, as we go forward, because Clemson is not competing next college gymnastics season, not next January. They're starting in January 2024. And the reason you hire a coach at this point is to get ahead of the recruiting, especially because we had JO Nationals this past weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit. You want to have at least, you know, you want to have enough years of, like, we're building a program, we're building the people. And so that will be something, that's the main thing we're going to be talking about with Clemson over the next year or so, is who's committed, who are the recruits, and one of the things I'm sort of interested to watch is how like certain athletes, and I do want to say it's not every athlete that Amy Smith has ever coached. There are other athletes who've talked about positive experiences, and that's great, and I want to, you know, acknowledge that, and everyone should be able to talk about their experience and what it was like. Um, Is that, does that have any influence in recruiting, or is this, like, kind of taking place in a different world of Twitter, where Twitter notices it, but then, you know, the gymnasts or let's be honest, the gymnast parents who are as much as Jessica and I would like to be, it's just the gymnast decision and you are an adult and this is for you. We know the parents are also like a big part of this decision as well. Um, Does that affect anything or are there different questions or are they just reading these things and saying like, bam, that's coaching? Because that's very common as well. So just that's something I'm going to be looking out for as we go in the next year or so with Clemson.
1: How are the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma offspring, I'm calling them. Oh, the everywhere. Oklahoma
0: offspring. I mean, it's it's basically at this point, it's like when the Soviet Union broke up, even though Oklahoma has not broken up and all the coaches went to coach in other countries. It's like every Oklahoma Beamer is like, I am in charge of Beam at this school. I'm in charge of Beam at this school. Taylor Spears, who has been at Arizona, coaching at Arizona, coaching Beam for several years now. And they had Serena Linton at Nationals this past year. She's been named an associate head coach at Arizona. And they've been really coming along on Beam, which is not particularly surprising
1: that's the arizona that has the javelinas that are those that i don't want to call them a pig because i don't want to get people who are pig sensitive upset about that but they are those those like they're like the oh, razorbacks is this like, that's a oh, reference
0: what? to razorbacks where it's like don't call it a pig it's not a pig, a, but, you a, a, a pig but you can yell pig right <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a pig
1: right they are like they will kill you things that run very fast that look like pigs but they're not they're javelinas and don't go up to them if you see them in a parking lot is what i learned when i was in tucson so those are my tips for you Mm -hmm. if you've just been if you've been promoted to associate head coach at arizona (laughs)
0: i mean she's been there before
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying now that you're head coach Now they're coach and BB yeah. javelinas are attracted to success, and so they might be around more. I don't know. Maybe. What's happening in Michigan with the men?
0: You're making me talk about men's gymnastics? Yes. Assistant coach promoted to head coach. There, Scott Bregman. We talked about the Michigan men's gymnastics team. Deal with it. Done. Because <laughs> um Kurt Golder retired, yes?
1: Yeah, he retired. Yeah uh in the netherlands this is interesting so vincent vavers who is the vavers dad and coach um has been acquitted of transgressive behavior so the nord holland has reported that the gymnastics association is appealing this decision um and the report says that Wevers was acquitted by the institute of sports law of any transgressive behavior According to the disciplinary committee, the case against him did not sufficiently establish that he was guilty of any discipline-worthy behavior, and so the prosecutors had demanded a 28-month suspension against favors, um, and now you know, now they've been like, eh, you didn't prove your case. So now gymnastics is going to appeal. It's also interesting to see how the um, statute of limitations is going to be treated in these kind of cases, because we've seen that happen in the United States. The same kind of thing happens is like safe sport makes a decision and then people appeal it and then they get their, you know, discipline reduced essentially. Speaking of that, in Great Britain. So do you remember how right before the Tokyo Olympics, which is super weird, we got news about Liz Kincaid retiring? Mm. And we were like, that's weird because like she has coached, coached so many great gymnasts. And of course, Amelie Morgan, who competed in Tokyo. So we heard that she was uh had like retired to run a small like bed and breakfast or some kind of business in a seaside town it sounded great but it was like that sounds weird because coaches at this level don't retire right before an olympic games well Mm -hmm. the bbc um now has a report out that that was not you know what was really happening that indeed she was pulled from the Olympic team after an allegation was made about the mental health of one of her former athletes so um, you can read more of the report and the allegations against her in this um in this BBC story that we'll link to but one of the worst allegations in this is that one of her gymnasts was unsupervised and that she tore her perineum in a fall and um it's unclear whether liz understood that this was a um perineum tear but the way it was treated uh was not appropriate for the injury and if you know what a perineum is you're horrified that this can happen in gymnastics, but this can happen in gymnastics. And I have another friend. It's not the tearing of the perineum, really. It's the, that's bad enough, but it's not uncommon in gymnastics. Like I had a friend that did, was doing a dismount on beam and she landed a little bit off the side of the beam and her foot slid down in like a split position and boop, perineum torn. So yeah, but it's the way that it was handled after that. Mm. Um yeah, so and that... she
0: denies these allegations, which yeah. we should add. And there's just going to be a final report from an independent review later this month.
1: Yeah. Um, so who is coming back to NCAA yes. gymnastics, returning seniors? Lots
0: of, lots of news about people coming back for their bonus years, mostly fifth years. But in the case of Lindsey Brown, sixth year. Because if you have your normal redshirt injury year, and your COVID year, we're now seeing more people who are able to take six years, which has happened before. Gymnasts like Ping Ping Lee have had six years, but this will be a little bit more common. Uh, so we know that uh, Alexandra Ruiz, also at Denver, is going to come back for another year. SUNY's intention is to come back. That's what we know, according to Auburn. Her intention is to come back for her sophomore year. Which more, is, co- more, which is you know, kind of confirmation,
1: kind of confirmation, uh, that she's taking some time off and then the intention to come back, which might be like, she said she's gonna come back, but she might see how the summer goes and how she feels and see if she's mm-hmm. really yeah. gonna do it or not. But it's it's an interesting wording.
0: It is, and it feels very intentional, and it's because it's like, I mean, I intend to do the dishes and run the dishwasher after we finish recording this. Is that going to happen? Still unclear. So, you know, intend.
1: What I really like about how her college coach phrased this was, we need to provide value to her. And as long as we're still doing that, we should, mm-hmm. you know, I think she can come back here. And that is very interesting language for a college coach to use. Not like you're an employee, essentially. And, you know, although they'll never say that, and we want to make sure that you are we're keeping you in line it is like what are we doing to keep you because you can go anywhere you want or not do college yes. at all and of i mean course that this is, is this
0: correct language yeah but you she does not auburn needs suny more than suny needs auburn
1: exactly. so yeah
0: you have to convince her to want to be there but also for auburn darion goburn coming back for a fifth year which is ex- which is objectively excellent and we all need to celebrate this news did you enjoy her fake out video slash did you see it
1: i did watch it and i don't enjoy okay. the fake outs because like it's been done uh-huh. oh, so much that i'm over fake outs okay. it's like everyone okay. crowning themselves now is like no darian did it first and so no one else. <laughs> i mean i'm sure like beyonce did it first but i mean in gymnastics so that's, that's how I feel about it. Like, we okay. already love you. I'm going to watch everything you do. Like, you don't need to do any <laughs> shenanigans with us. But, you know, if she had fun, that's all that matters.
0: So some other people. Natalie Wojcik, few. Yes. Kennedy Hambrick. Leah Clapper at Florida. Alyssa Sharameta at Missouri. Olivia Troutman and Allie Stern at Oklahoma. Maddie Dagan at Oregon State. Crystal Issa at Utah. A whole mess of people are coming back next year.
1: And then we have a very interesting transfer. So we have yes. Victoria Wynn, formerly at Georgia, is now transferring to Florida.
0: Yes. And my only concern is are we going to get to see you compete still? Because, <laughs> like, bars and beam, making the bars and beam lineup at Florida, not the easiest.
1: I'm just excited for the Victoria Wynn, Morgie Boo, Instagram takeovers of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: But did you also see that Jeffrey Scott, who was verbally committed, which is an oxymoron because a verbal is not a commitment, but she had verbal to Florida and now is going to Georgia?
1: Oh, they traded. <laughs> they traded her out.
0: But this is, I would say, important for Georgia. Like, this, the, all this news is much more important for Georgia than it is for Florida because Florida is going to remain incredibly deep. But for Georgia, it's like... They got it. They've got to do something. And that Jeffrey Scott is an excellent gymnast. So that could help quite a lot. There are also some other transfers going to Georgia, like Josie Angeny from Kentucky is taking her fifth year at Georgia. So, you know, clearly it's like, Kupetz was like close shave, close shave Cupets, and the work like overdrive now.
1: I am so excited to watch Jafree Scott because I love her gymnastics and I love her gigantic handspring front. And then remember that time that she did a Arabian to land nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> to just yep. like splat fly, it's which was hilarious. Good. But it's so deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, so I don't care. Who else are we getting now in uh, from the level Yeah, 10? so
0: um, we're not going to do like a big Jo now nat- or not Jo, not Jo. Don't say Jo devo level 10 nationals because like it's level 10 and we don't really talk about it that much but wanted to run through some names that will be familiar to the listeners so faith torres who did senior elite for several years from legacy elite she is doing now in level 10 she's going to oklahoma next year she was the co-champion of the senior f division and the letters are just refer to birth year they just split you up by birth year so that's what so there's a million
1: national champions right for in step,
0: everyone yeah. yeah so senior f is the oldest one so it's like you know you're <laughs> a withered old crone of 18 uh so you're competing in senior f faith torres co-all-around champion with selena harris who also did some elite she is at gym cats the tasha schweikert gym she is going to ucla next year they tied with the highest score of any of the seniors to win that division also we talked about the Michigan State getting all the level 10s you know we've talked about this past year continuing Nikki Smith won the senior E and there were a ton of Michigan State ninja level 10s who finished very well in senior divisions. so they've just got more um, I would say Stanford also had a really good uh, competition in Penn State they had a lot of high finishes so those I would those are the the schools that had the most encouraging I think performances overall
1: who who stood out to you other than those oh
0: oh there. I mean not in the gymnastics because who cares about gymnastics this is in the gymnastics podcast I do the most important thing from level 10 nationals is that there is a competitor named Portia Trinidad and like I'm just saying for me I need you in college gymnastics like right now like yeah. it is it's deeply important for this as a podcast for an announcer to announce Porsche Trinidad coming up on floor. But the struggle is going to be, you have to have a routine that lives up to the name Porsche Trinidad. Yeah. Because there are going to be a lot of expectations just based on your name. And I'm very excited to see it.
1: What about, um, I thought that someone had was in Mensa already and then one, uh, level yeah. 10 nationals and then was going to nca because that's how my brain works when i just see a mm-hmm. word i extract a whole without yeah. reading the actual senate sentence and i was like innocent mensa what is that is that like junior mensa what does that mean but that's her I name
0: it's an objectively excellent name and i'm so jealous
1: it's innocent the-
0: mensa perfect
1: mensa as a last name best thing ever is mensa worldwide does everybody know what mensa is i don't know Uh, I. But anyway, Mensa is like a club for super, super smart people that you have to test into. Is that fair? It's an association. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah um also jo's for the first time that i know of had a whole opening ceremony with like a parade of athletes and a like band and it was like a
0: oh my god yeah
1: like a mini olympic now they took the olympic word out of jo's now it's dead They can
0: turn it turn it into the olympics (laughs)
1: now it's like a full show which i love they always do something really extra like i remember the one year where they had it was the same weekend as prom for a lot of people so they basically had it was indoors but that didn't stop them. They had limousines bring in the seniors to compete. So they didn't march out. They got limousined in indoors. So cars on indoors is a bad thing, just so you know, because of fumes. But, they, but it was very brief. So the limos brought them in. They walked down. And then all the seniors got diamond earrings. And I was like, my God, like <laughs> this is <laughs> what is happening? Uh, but it was very cool.
0: how long would this opening ceremony have last because there are 700 million competitors at jo nationals level 10 nationals
1: but it was only the f's only the oldest ones
0: oh
1: yeah that's dumb everybody else they were like uh sucks for you you don't have a senior prom yet so um i thought it was i thought it was cool i mean i would have thought it was amazing at the time except for diamond earrings i mean i hope they weren't you know i hope they were lab made is all i'm saying um other things happening is we've talked a little bit about, um, there being a, um, a gymnast alliance rise up in Canada and gymnasts made a joint statement. So now there's a proposed class action lawsuit against Canadian gymnastics. So there's six provincial gymnastics federations, um, involved and the proposed class action of plaintiffs claim physical, sexual and/ or psychological abuse while participating in programs um, and dating back to 1978. And this will be interesting because I don't how, know how statute of limitations works in Canada, um, but there's as many as 20 class members so far. So um, the other thing happening is speaking of 1978, Chuso <laughs> is, of course, we know Chuso has retired twice and then come back. And right. now she was going to do the Asian Games. They were like, "I'm." this is like what we think happened is they, you know, uh, Uzbekistan or the Asian Games organizers were like, Chuso, here's a bag of diamonds. Come back for the Asian Games. Uh, and she was like, yeah. And then the Asian Games got postponed because mm-hmm. pandemic things in China. Uh, and so now they're next year. So she's like, well, I'm already training and competing and I'm winning things again. So she's 46 and she's announced. So that would be 1974, five, three. <laughs> what year was she <laughs> born? I just don't I know. That...
0: The year, okay, so the year is currently 2022. So you can go back to 2000. That's 22 years. So we're looking for 24 more years. So that's 76
1: 76, you guys. I just wanted to let you know. I know that 1978 doesn't make her 46. It's basically, I'm letting you Good know job. my math prowess. So um, she has now announced because she's like, I'm already here. I got my alleged bag of diamonds and my, you know, all my awards everywhere. So she's like, I'm already working out. It's, uh, you know, Paris is only two and a half years away at this point. So why don't I just do my ninth Olympics? So she's like, Yeah. And she's working mm-hmm. on a new vault. So
0: do it. Yeah.
1: That is super exciting. Um, All right. So we have some trigger warning survivor news coming up. So letting you guys know. Okay. So the survivors have gotten their USA Gymnastics settlement. So this, um, I want to let you guys know how this was, how this happened. Because a lot of people think like USA Gymnastics is like, here's a pot of money. We're going to divvy it out. That's not how it happened. There is a judge in the bankruptcy case who decided how the money would be um divvied out to the settlement to the survivors and i don't want to say like it's like money it's like horrible things that happen to people and they have to pay for their medical costs and their therapy and all the it's it's not just like they're getting a paycheck but the way the judge decided was based on um many factors including like how many times they saw the former ex-doctor um so there's about 480 claimants um and I think so. One of the the lawyers said that um, one of his clients received roughly nine hundred thousand, or he thinks three of his clients have received roughly nine hundred thousand each. So um, there w- was also a way for the survivors to appeal, so they could say, like, you know, I don't think this is fair, um, and go back to that process. So that is a good thing that that has finally happened. Um, and other news. So the FBI is now being sued. So remember how the FBI were notified in Indianapolis and then they didn't really do anything. And Steve Penny was like talking to the FBI agent. I was like, Hey, I hear you're retiring. You know, there's a job opening at USA Gymnastics. That's good. Or, you know, USOPC or whatever he said uh, about a job opening. You know, it was like a little inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Indianapolis FBI didn't really do anything. And then Steve Penny did a walk-in in the LA office of the FBI. And then they started another investigation now uh, there. So, but they estimated according to this report from the New York times, that there was as many as 70 gymnasts who were or humans. They weren't just all gymnasts. There were other athletes and people mm-hmm. um, that were, assaulted by the ex-doctor during the, from the time the FBI were notified until he was finally arrested. And remember, it was local law enforcement who finally arrested him and also found the images in the trash can, local law enforcement. So there are 13 victims who were assaulted after the FBI was notified, and they're seeking $10 million each from the FBI. So they are saying that they, the FBI mishandled reports and evidence that could have prevented the ex-doctor from abusing others. So the government has six months to settle or deny the claim. Also, we found out that the uh, Steve Penny, the case against him, remember this case, it was announced by the, it was the cowboy hat indictment, it was the Texas Rangers, who aren't just a baseball team, uh, who were going after Penny for evidence tampering, Um, and this had to do with the time that the, I don't know, some kind of law enforcement showed up at the ranch, uh, they were denied entry. They didn't have a search warrant. So then Steve Penny called a USA Gymnastics employee, employee, told her to go to the ranch, and according to the story, told her to pick up medical forms, rooming lists, flash drives, and anything with the former ex-doctor's name on it. And that a USAG employee went and bought a suitcase, put all the stuff in it, and flew it back to the Indianapolis office and gave it to Steve Penny, that whole thing. So they have now dropped the evidence tampering charges against him, and charges were dismissed. There is now insufficient evidence to prosecute according to the current law and facts present in the case. Rachel Dunhollander is like, when you see this kind of stuff, this is people, this is why people don't come forward, because they're like, you know, the people enabled the ex-doctor to get away with this are never held to account. And one of the prosecutors in the case said, I just knew the documentation we were getting wasn't what we were looking for. Penny's attorney says, Penny only intended to protect evidence, never to tamper with it, and never saw the documents, which he'd ordered to be brought to the Indianapolis office. Rachel Denhollander responded by saying, Penny took the files. Penny didn't cooperate. He did withhold evidence. In exciting news... Mm. simone is doing a reality show
0: okay do tell
1: okay so simone is doing her own reality series daring simone biles this Mm -hmm. is the best thing ever um she's doing it on snapchat
0: kids today with their snaps and their chats
1: (laughs) it's not a regular tv series so she's all about this like her her documentary series was on Facebook, and now this thing is on the Snapchats. So it's ten episode. A ten episodes going to be out. It looks like in the fall or late summer, and she's going to try new things like DJing and wait for it, beekeeping.
0: Excellent. That's excellent.
1: Beekeeping is the best idea of all because we mm-hmm. know Simone and bees.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Terrifying. But she's like l-
0: in love with snakes, right?
1: Yeah, snakes she like, no problem a pet snake. Bees... Well, she was she was afraid of snakes and that's why she got a snake to mm. prove to herself because she was having mental health issues It's yeah. like i can overcome look at me with my snake
0: mm-hmm. but didn't she also s- throw that snake like from at the ranch like throw it into the woods or something
1: oh yes what was that story was it simone there was
0: some story about that but now yeah. i've forgotten <laughs> i've blocked it out what what would you dare simone to do
1: Oh my gosh. Like what, okay. do you,
0: what do you need her to do?
1: Uh, the skydiving. Mm-hmm. I think she'll do that, no problem. Okay. Um, I would ch- challenge her to do one of those really high, um, you know, they have the climbing walls that are over water. So people can just fall into the mm-hmm. water instead of like being all harnessed up. But then you're really high at the end when you're done. So you can either climb down or you can jump. Um, and I remember this specifically because there's a really good climber um, who is terrified of heights. So she, when she got to the top, she was stuck there forever because she couldn't make herself jump. So the whole crowd watching is like encouraging her, which would be the worst thing ever to have a crowd mm. like that. So I totally want Simone to do, climb up a thing. <laughs> a and lot of
0: these to- things are related to heights. I feel like you just want her to do... Like some elements,
1: they're all the things <laughs> I'm afraid of. Is what I want her to trying. get
0: up and do do some floor routines from some heights. That's fine. We
1: know that she can do. It. She's good at public speaking. She's mm-hmm. um. What else do we need for her to do? I'm trying to think of things that like are out of her comfort zone.
0: Yeah, what is out of her comfort zone besides bees?
1: Maybe like a cooking challenge or mm. a... remember when
0: she won that bowl for like best athlete or something and she already had 50 and she was like what am I doing with this bowl take all the bowls she has to come up with something to make cook in all the bowls that she won for all of those like being good at things
1: or maybe like a um a design contest like a fashion kind of like here's a bunch of trash bags and bowls you got from USAG make this (laughs) into an outfit and then you have to walk the runway in it
0: I'm daring Simone to tell us what she really thinks about all those GK leotards she had to be put in for (laughs) that catalog. What do you really think about these leotards?
1: (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, so... You thought this wasn't important, Spencer, over and over, but I'm telling you, it totally, I've been telling you how important this is and what's going to happen. So Russia has been getting sanctioned upon sanction and all the oligarchs are getting sanctioned and they're seizing people's giant yachts. And I talked to you about the tie-in with the yachts and the rhythmic gymnastics and the rich people and they used to stay on the boat and all this stuff. So now people's yachts are being seized. And I told you how... Um, alina kabayeva rhythmic gymnast russia Mm -hmm. won all the stuff has always been alleged to be the secret mother and mistress of putin well it finally happened she has now been sanctioned and the Mm. sanctions imposed on her which i knew was going to happen eventually so i think this means they probably have found her in whatever bunker she's in and now the sanctions have finally reached all the family members is what i'm saying so you guys um some emmy nominations happened so simone versus herself and golden were both nominated for sports emmys which i think is awesome so let's hope they win and we get lots and lots and lots more gymnastics documentaries because mm-hmm. they were great and i'm not just saying that because gymnastics was in them both i'm just saying that because
0: where's the nomination for all around the all around series then
1: That is a good question. I mean, did do you have to submit yourself? Do they just find you?
0: Yeah, I think you have to submit. Yeah, I think you do.
1: Olympic Channel, what the hell? Come on, please let us know if you submitted yourself
0: (laughs) or we're eligible, or you'd like an international production who's above things because Olympics, Olympic does not deal with these things.
1: Who is this episode brought you by?
0: Well, I was about to just do that with this little prompting we have here. This episode is brought to you by Club Gym Nerd. And you can join Club Gym Nerd if you just love me and Jessica bickering all the time. You get that double, at least double the bicker, because you can enjoy behind-the-scenes episodes, which we record every Friday, unless there's a meet or something different happening, where Jessica tells stories from her life that are so weird, and you're like, what? what life have you lived and how has this happened and how are you a functioning person in the world? Or me, I'd sit there and don't tell those things. So you can do that. You can watch us do it and you can watch this episode and any other regular episode as well. Uh, you also get discounts on things, first dibs on live show tickets, all sorts of things. Please, if you have not already, join Club gymnerd go to the support us tab at gymcastic.com. And if you need any help, or just want to talk to Fact Checker about just shoot the breeze if you want to, email customer service at GymCastic.com. He's
1: very busy. Don't shoot the breeze too much, <laughs> Fact Checker, because he has a lot on his plate, mostly because I just keep being like, help with this, help with this, and piling it up this week on behind the scenes we watched the eurovision contest which i had never watched so i went to spencer's house for a party and i will tell you everything (laughs) every detail about being at spencer's house i met his best friend and i have so and there were cats i have so much to tell you about it i have a lot of feelings about eurovision contest which we bickered about during the contest Um, Mm -hmm, I do mm -hmm. want to clarify something about Liz Kincaid so Amelie Morgan was not one of the complainants so we don't know who the um, the, or uh, any of the gymnasts that I mentioned who are elites that that she uh, that were brought up and that I mentioned they are not mentioned specifically in the story so I just want to make it very clear that I'm just mentioning that so you know who she coached in the past not they are not the named people in the report who came forward about her in the BBC uh, story specifically so clarifying um okay should we discuss some feedback and answer some letters
0: sure let's do it shannon says thank you so much for making your live show with vanessa atler a virtual event i understand the extra work needed to make this happen it meant a lot to be able to join in even though i couldn't be there in person the event was hilarious and it was great to see so many other gym nerds with the same passion as i have more virtual events in the future would be amazing thanks again
1: so not so much a, a question, but yeah,
0: a question. there wasn't a lot of questions. That was just like, let's hear some good things.
1: <laughs> it's nice to hear good things. Also, we are um, we're gonna do another live show in Tampa, so in Florida this summer. And We have a big listener base in in the Tampa metro area, so I'm I don't I'm excited about it.
0: This next one says, it was such a joy to attend Gymcastic Live. I hope you all enjoy your breaks. The event, well, we did, and now we're back. Uh, The event was well organized and so much fun, and Vanessa Atler was as entertaining and lovely as one would expect. I didn't introduce myself, but may have been noticeable as my demeanor outside of work and especially at social events, if not given a task, can be quite awkward and was. I win that category, so, you know, Spencer Spencer's welcome.
1: waving right now. He's like, I understand.
0: I I won that. Um, You were unfailingly gracious. I didn't expect otherwise, but it's still touching and much appreciated. That's tone carried throughout the event, and it made a great deal. Just, it meant a great deal. Jessica has mentioned that gymnastics is relevant to everything. Same with an addition. Multi-drug resistant tuberculosis is also relevant to all and one of my top bacterial go-to conversation starters and don't think I missed Jessica opening the door to TB restraint restraint has not come easily. It's the mark of a compelling and chill event that I didn't bring up fascinating bacterial phenomena even once. (laughs) What a thoroughly enjoyable evening. The top shelf organization and content accompanied by many small kindnesses and moments of grace made for a remarkable experience. Thank you all and may you rock on.
1: Thank you so much. That's so nice. And we are doing virtual tickets like that's a that's here to stay. So if you have, you know, bacteria resistant anything and TB and you're worried about showing up in person, then don't worry, we will have a virtual ticket for you. Rewarding difficulty.
0: Next from Melissa. I've heard commentators talking about rewarding difficulty, with the implication that the judges should be more lenient with deductions for gymnasts that do more difficult skills. But under the NCAA code, scores are capped at 10, and deductions are mandated without regard for the skill on which the deduction occurs. Gymnasts get points added for difficulty in the form of the bonus that gets them from the base score of 9.4 up to 10. There's no way to reward those who add even more difficulty. Do you think it would help differentiate routines if the base score were lowered to say 9.2, therefore making more bonus available. This would reward those who do more difficult skills well, while also adding more risk of execution deductions that would lower the score. As currently happens on Vault, is it better to do a Yurchenko full that's reliably stuck or Yurchenko one and a half where about half of the time there's a hop on landing? Teams would need to decide whether it's worth doing a harder routine with a higher start value or if the deductions from doing that harder routine would neutralize or even be worth more than the added difficulty bonus. This assumes that judges take all the deductions as mandated by the code. The bonus structure of the code would take care of rewarding difficulty so judges don't need to compensate for extra extra difficulty by lowering a deduction. My concern is that doing this would stratify the field significantly between the top tier teams who could still safely get all their routines up to a 10.0 start value and the rest who could be at a start value disadvantage even before the meet starts on all four events, not just vault. Interestingly, if you look at the results from last year's regional finals, the difference between each region's second and third place teams, meaning the difference between going to nationals and going home, neatly corresponds to the difficult, the difference in their vault rotation start values of the counting scores. If that start value difference get ampli- gets amplified over all four events, there's potentially a really big hole to climb out of from the start. Another potential problem is that between lower start values and more execution deductions, overall scores would likely drop, and lower scores might mean smaller, quieter crowds. Last year, when meets took place in empty arenas, would have been a great time to reset expectations, rather than, whether by changing routine construction requirements, re-educating judges, or any other method. But that was a once-in-a-century opportunity, and it's gone. I think Melissa has accurately summed up all of like all of the pro and con arguments that we've been having for like 750,000 years about college gymnastics scoring.
1: Yep. And to further add to this about just, well, this is assuming they actually use the code, which is the J O <laughs> code or the dev developmental code um, right. that they're supposed to use besides their difference in vault and the difficult, what, how you start your uh, your base score and how you build up bonus is different than the J O code. But um, the, the problem is it the way that judging is actually done in college isn't used. Like there's no that didn't make sense. The way the judging is done <laughs> in college, because <laughs> the whole thing
0: that's doesn't Does make sense. use the code. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yes. Like there's the JO code, then there's what the college judges know is expected of them. And they are two different things. And we rarely see except like one great judge at NCAA. Uh, championships this year, who was consistently le- in the deductions for vault while other judges were not because this judge was using the JO code accurately. Um, we don't see N- NCAA judges, you know, using the JO code we see them doing what's expected of them and like literally this week we we're talking about this the fact checker we've done whole episodes we have a whole youtube video explaining like what is college gymnastics and what is the judging and literally fact checker this week he was like well what about if you guys like take the ncaa code and then you do like an annotate it so people can really see and blah, blah blah and make notes and we were like there is no ncaa code it's the jo code and he was like No, but like the written down version for college. We're like, (laughs) that's the thing. There isn't one. So
0: I started reading the cheat, the judges' NCAA cheat sheet deductions aloud to be like, they're supposed to take this. They're supposed to take this. Nope, 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 nope.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Thank you, falling asleep.
0: Okay. So basically, we didn't really answer a question. It was just like yes that is the give and take I think is and it's difficult to find the balance that you want. Yeah. I feel like the focus should be harder dance element requirements and that's how you approach this rather than adding more difficult tumbling.
1: Yeah. And we want Cuz that's a,
0: an opportunity to differentiate. I think a lot more so than tumbling. It's an and... opportunity to say like you're really good but feet.
1: And I want my rule implemented that is if you don't hit 180, you don't get credit. I don't understand. Don't take a deduction. You just don't get credit. It doesn't count. It's like you have to hit it or you're not going to start from a 10. That would level the playing field so hard, so fast. Or if you're doing a full twisting, blah, 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 and you don't get it all the way around, like it not downgrade it. It's no credit. I want that Boom. too. Maybe that's too hard, but uh, Yeah there's a lot of that cheating the did I get my full twisting leap in and that's I mean it's like or it's one and a half if you can't do a one it's like not that hard if you can't do it uh you do a straddle do a split if you can't do either do t- pick the wolf positions or a pike position <laughs> there you, you know. need to
0: show something um, you have
1: to have one or the other and everybody can cheat a straddle you know you pike it a little but just fine because you have to have that one because not everybody's legs go Not everyone can do a straddle because of bones and sockets, but you have to at least get your legs up that high. I'm fine with that. Pike it a little bit.
0: Bella says on the regular show, a listener talked about watching old gymnastics means to fall asleep. I do this also and fall asleep listening to old podcast episodes. Thanks Jessica and Spencer for putting me in a nice restful sleep and dreaming of gymnastics multiple times per week.
1: That's so nice. I I don't know if I should be, complimented by this though that we put you to sleep i mean i guess yeah, if it's nice you should be
0: complimented you. okay yes. i'll be
1: i'll be confident i had because a genetic...
0: the, the shocking notion that you might relax someone
1: <laughs> which reminds me i'm behind the scenes this week to talk about the very first thing that was the topic of conversation the second that i sat down uh when we got to the party at your house which is yes yes um But speaking of this, I had a gymnastics nightmare last night that I was at some kind of international competition and I thought it was supposed to be like an adult gymnastics meet but it wasn't an adult gymnastics meet it was like an actual elite competition, and I was on the floor for some reason, and I was like gonna do a beam routine but then I was like wait there's like Olympians here I'm not doing a beam routine uh, this is so basically I think I had a dream that I was in that Japanese competition where it's the elites and the masters yeah. competitors all mm-hmm. compete together um, and I was like I'm not going with the Netherlands on beam so and then I was trying to warm up a switch leap and I couldn't even do a switch leap and I was like what is wrong with me I'm not competing at all if I can't do a switch leap um, and then so I just didn't show up for beam I didn't say I wasn't competing nothing as they kind of like sit around and waited for me and I was like I'm not I've just hid in the background so that's the nightmare that I had last night what was I doing there (laughs) no idea (sighs) okay so you guys can analyze that and you know write in (laughs) at gmail.com if you have letters or go on the forum and you can put a question in there uh speaking of that we're gonna do a judging episode we have a very specific uh things that we want to talk about but if you're a judge we want to hear from you so put judging episode in your subject line so we can keep track of them and you can email us but you know judges like what's your pet peeves like what would help you like what are the things that are the biggest problems and do you have crazy parent stories crazy coach <laughs> stories uh we love those and we keep you anonymous. We. Secret Keeping is basically our second. The, the t- title is we're podcasters. And then after that, Secret Keepers is basically what we do. So Anonymous is fine. Who are the choreographers?
0: Eric says, can you give a rundown of who each team uses as their choreographer and what you think of them?
1: <laughs> so I think this must have come during college season. Probably. Uh, okay, I want to preface this by saying...
0: <laughs> oh, you're answering the question? I was just going to be like, pass. All right, I, are, what I think of them is like, hmm, there's some good routines sometimes.
1: What's interesting is there are some choreographers So I thought um, I didn't like. And then when I realized who, who they've, the breath of people that they have done choreography for, I'm like, wait, that's that person? I love that routine and I love that routine. So I have said before that, you know, choreographers, choreographers are in a tough position a lot of times because they are just, they don't get to work with these people for their entire careers and develop their dance aesthetic and their dance abilities and their ability to emote. Um, So a lot of times they just are stuck with, you know, here's great choreography, but if you don't have a great performer, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And that is evidenced by some routines that I love, that I thought it was a choreographer I didn't like, but really it's the fact that the gymnast can't perform and can't dance, and that's the real problem, not the choreographer at all. So that's my preface to this. Um, So so here's how I'll answer this. The only way to really tell who a great choreographer is, is to pair them with either someone who can dance and perform, or someone that's terrible and see what they can do with both because that's the job I mean most of these choreographers are getting they're getting like that one Brooklyn Moores and otherwise they're getting people that are like dance I've never met her so <laughs> she doesn't even go here so that's what I would like to see a competition for the, co- the college choreographers and because I really like what Michigan is doing um, Michigan State but I also uh, like they have Kyla Sh- skylar Schulte, who's like an amazing dancer. So, I would like to see that kind of competition. God, that would be really fun. Someone <laughs> who's a professed—I really I want to like, do this, but I suck.
0: Yeah, there would be some Gym members who would volunteer yeah. to be the the guinea pig in that. Like, all right, I'm gonna—I'm really gonna suck at dance, and you have to make me good at it. Yes. You have four minutes. <laughs>
1: I love that. But you have to be like athletic enough to like do, you know, Mm. a leap and do the things that they're asking of you, Um, do the dance. But yeah, like you can't be like, I've never done a forward roll, but can you make me into a, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to have like a base level of athleticism, gymnastics ability. God, we should do that. That would be a great add on to like, now someone's going to do it since we mentioned it on the show. Why do I ever give my st- my ideas away on here? Um, just give us credit if you do it. Um, okay. Advice. Coach at old gym is toxic.
0: So I was wondering what your advice would be about this situation. The team optional head coach at the old gym I used to coach for is pretty toxic. She comments on kids' weight. She doesn't let injured teammates attend meets. She encourages kids to compete injured. And there are several more examples that we're going to not go into because of making it easy to identify the people involved uh it's desperately sad for me to hear all of these things i loved my gym and the girls and have such amazing memories of being there i know it's always had its problems and she's been one of them but it just seems so toxic and in light of everything that's come out in the last several years i just feel like it shouldn't be happening i know there isn't much i can do probably especially since i'm not there and not personally seeing these things but i just think it's so disappointing and frustrating can i make an anonymous complaint do you think would that even be useful
1: So this is super common, uh, and I think the things that you can do are, um, well, number one, the parents that know about this and aren't doing anything, it's their fault for leaving their kids there to be abused. Uh, But if the kids, the parents that don't know what's going on, um, you should make an anonymous complaint to the owners of the gym, and then you should also make a safe sport complaint. Um, and you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know what the result will be. But the important thing is that you have done everything in your power to help to try to prevent this. And that is something that you can do and have a clean conscience about um, because there isn't a lot you can do. Uh, but you can take the proper steps and. You know, or better yet, go in and personally talk to the owners and be like, here's the things I've seen. and I'm really concerned about it. Um, and you can also make a safe sport complaint. You can make that anonymously as well. That's what I would do. And if you feel comfortable, you can talk directly to the person who's the problem. Yeah. Okay. of situation, hall of
0: tens. Taylor says, I was perusing balancebeamsituation.com as one does, and I noticed in the Hall of Tens that the number of tens in 2011 was only two, which was matched in a single meet on the first weekend of 2022. Why was this? Was there a crackdown on judging at this time and it's been slowly slipping? Or was that you're just an anomaly? Um, yes, and yes, and yes, and yeah. <laughs> Combination, basically, is what I think that to some extent, I would say 2011 it was, you know, it's never like a bad year for college gymnastics. I think there weren't a lot of famouses. Like there, you know, there are some years they go through dips. In this past college gymnastics, it was like there were a lot of famouses, and you get tens that way. And then maybe there weren't as much, but um, yeah, it was also a different, but there, a lot of it was also a different judging lens. It was basically at this point, like 10, oh, ten slash a little more than 10 years ago, considered more or less impossible to get a 10 on floor in college. Like there was a period between, I want to say Coupette's graduating, because Coupette's got some 10s on floor, and Lamincia Hall going viral, which looking back, I feel like that was uh, cha- like a significant turning point in college gymnastics that we didn't really realize how significant it was going to be at the time, where it was just like, you're not going to get a 10 on floor. And the best floor workers are going to get nine nine fives and nine nine two fives like if you're britney mccullough for ucla or something you're going to get like a nine nine five a lot of the time nine 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 five you'll win a national championship you're never going to get a 10 in your career if britney mccullough were competing now she would have like seven 10s on floor because My, feet, i don't think because
1: feet, feet don't matter anymore pointed toes don't matter or why do you think because think her, there's more 10s given
0: yeah, I think there are more 10s given. I think her floor routine is equivalent level of the people who are getting 10s on floor right now. Oh, way better. Right. So like, why are you challenging that? You no, like, I'm not. You no, no, <laughs>
1: I totally agree. I mean, but I think that's obvious because like, her level of dance is so far mm-hmm. superior to most of what's being done and especially what's getting 10s now. My God, these routines
0: um, right, so I, that's what I'm saying is like I think some of it is not just you know level of gymnasts. Some of it is the strictness of judging has slipped. Yeah, and even in those years like 2011 when there were two tens, it was like basically the only like sticking your full because then the your full started at a ten. Like that's how you were going to get a ten. And it was very extremely difficult to do it on other events.
1: What was the record of 1993? It was the highest scores, or not the most tens. What was the 1993 2004,
0: record? 2004 was the most tens. 93 was uh, up there. It was one of the most.
1: It was like 74 tens or something, right?
0: We just, or we either equaled or beat that this year. I think maybe tied it.
1: Yeah. I just don't want to forget about 1993 because I'm an engineer and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah Matt we hear you thank you for always pointing those out. I do want to. I still need to put that on my to do list of going getting over to Road to Nationals and being like, how can we team up to hire a research data entry team of high school students and middle schoolers to pay over the summer to do this and input everything. How do we? How do we get this done? Uh, high school and, or anybody. I mean, it doesn't have to be those kids, but I'm thinking like who needs a summer job that, you know, can do this. But probably everybody right now. Um, I do want to mention also to the, the person that wrote in about the coaching situation. It's really important to create a record and just start a record because maybe right now there's nothing that Safe Sport will do. Or there's nothing the owners are going to do. But um later, if there are more people with the same complaints or if they do, you know, if they do want to make a change, if someone else complains, then they're, you know, you can back them up and other people backing up your claims is super important for the safe sport process. Um, And really any complaint that you make, unless you have like an actual, you know, video or audio recording of it, then having other people confirm what you said is true is very important. Like I filed a, you know, police complaint where I was like, it's my word against this, you know, acupuncturist and I know that there's no witnesses, there's nothing you can do, but like, I want to make sure there's a record in case something else happens or someone else comes forward, maybe it'll be 10 years from now and you'll get another complaint and you'll be like, oh, this the other person had the exact same story. So that's a reason even if you, it, pay, it might pay off in the end to make change. And yeah, people usually uh, don't do this one time. It is a pattern that goes on for years and years, as you described. So um Next letter. This is interesting. Was there ever any hope I could become an accomplished gymnast?
0: Julie says, when I was a kid, I became very enthralled with gymnastics from watching the Olympics and also reading that 90s book series, The Gymnast by Elizabeth Levy. Does anyone else remember those? We should discuss.
1: Oh, I love that book so much. I have it on the shelf behind me uh yes maybe we can talk more about the gymnast on uh behind the scenes it is one of the most beautiful she did these documentary series of books where basically there's just black and white big uh coffee table size book and it's just this a day or a week in this girl's life who does gymnastics and it's just gorgeous beautiful documentation with like one sentence descriptions i looked at that book and read it over and over and over and over and over
0: for years, I practiced roundoffs and backbends in my backyard. Oh, wait, that's was... not
1: the book series. Hold on. I just described the wrong series. This is the 1990s book series, The Gymnast by Elizabeth Webb. I don't know those. <laughs> those are totally different. A Very Young Gymnast is the photo documentary series book that I'm talking about where she did a very young dancer, a very young gymnast. I don't know these books. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is happening? I'm sorry. <laughs> For years... I practiced roundoffs and backbends in my backyard. When I was 10, I finally convinced my mother to let me try gymnastics at the local rec center. The quality of the construction wasn't great since it wasn't a real gym and barely had a beam, but even more to my disappointment, it turned out I really sucked. I was slow, uncoordinated, terribly inflexible, and had strong legs but no up their- no upper body strength and weird idiosyncrasies like i couldn't kip without bending one leg and the other kids teased me for my uncool shorts well that's mean i finished the term because i finished what i start and scraped through the final level testing all i remember is a straddle vault but it was clearly time to retire my gymnastics career it was a sad moment for a little gym nerd My question is, was there ever any hope that I could become an accomplished gymnast? Not like an Olympian, but a solid level six. Is gymnastics something only a few talented people are good at, or can almost anyone with the right training learn a double back? If I had enrolled at a younger age with a proper gym with leotards and conditioning, would it all be different? How far can your average Joanne get in the sport? By comparison, I'm an artist and a lot of people think drawing is something only special talented people can do, but research shows that almost anyone can learn to draw well if they have training and put in enough practice. Incidentally, I was never that kid in class who could draw, but I practiced drawing the Spice Girls out of my TV hits magazine every night and eventually grew into an artist when I had formal technical training in high school art classes. I then got my college degree in fine arts. So I wonder whether gymnastics could be like drawing in this way. Could I have been a gymnast or at least achieved my dream of doing a backflip? Sincerely, Julie, the artist, not gymnast.
1: This is a very interesting question. Um... Do you? I have, I definitely have an answer. Do you want to go first?
0: No, this is your, this is, this is your okay. realm. My area of
1: expertise. Um, gymnastics, unlike other activities, is unlike, unlike anything else in that the average person cannot do the most basic of skills, like a cartwheel or even a forward roll. Um, that's what separates it from like basketball, which most people can pick up a ball and throw it. Doesn't mean you're good at it, but you can physically do it. Um, I would say most people are are capable of becoming like a solid level five or level three. I think that most people have a base level of strength to do that. Above those levels, um, there is a level of like genetics, talent. Uh, that you just have to have. Um, I just don't, most people, I mean, I know elites who could never do a standing back. They just didn't have the fast switch muscle, uh, and the strength necessary to do it. Like they could tumble and do a double back, but a standing back, they couldn't do. So I think that, um, could you have been maybe, um, you could even be at, you know, at age 10, starting late even if you didn't have a leotard but I think you it takes like a lot of practice like you're talking about it talks a lot of strength training like not having the upper body strength but to achieve a basic level of gymnastics um I think you probably could have done it with you know some training uh and especially strength training but just to give you an idea Um, like I used to one of the gyms that I worked at I used to do kind of like the testing to see who had just the basic genetics to grow into an elite and go that route so we would take these little like almost toddlers and it was like some of them could do a press handstand with no training they just genetically as a tiny person who'd never done a sport before could do it and other people their whole life as a gymnast trained up to like level 10 couldn't can never could never do a press handstand who just showed that um was it one of the florida gymnasts like skags i think or was it shown hair shown hair just like yeah i can't do a press handstand could mm. never do it um and i think she's starting from the floor doing a press handstand um but so maybe is my answer to reach a top level only certain people can do it because of their genetics it's just one of those sports, but to reach a basic level, probably. Um, then there's the fear factor, which you didn't mention. The fear factor, I think, is even even if you have the talent and the genetics, if you can't get over your fear, then that's an impossible thing. I would really learn to draw. I would really like to learn to draw, though. Like I suck at that stuff. You know, along with dyslexia, it took me to learn to draw an arrow. I couldn't, no matter what I did, mm. the arrows would face the wrong way. It would be a line with two things facing it, like Mm -hmm. over and over and over. I tried, I just couldn't do it. So, but this gives me hope. So what I would recommend (sighs) Julie is you should go to an adult gymnastics class and live your dream. Wear the funkiest shorts you want. Always do a kip with one bent leg and make it your style. Then cast out of it with one bent leg in a stag position. Like you're in Cirque du Soleil. Do it. And if you like these letters and the answers that you're getting, if you want the unfiltered version where I use all my colorful language to fully be myself (laughs) on an episode, you can enjoy that and more answering of questions like this on behind the scenes. We, We try to chat a little bit about what's going on in the news and then we answer a ton of questions on behind the scenes and we like the weirder the question the better and you can ask us anything and it's basically a friday good time like it's the weekend's coming and we enjoy ourselves and we try to keep it light and fun and i will tell you all about what spencer's like at a party (laughs) on on this week's behind the scenes (laughs) more spencer um yeah so that's coming up Friday, noon Pacific. If you have any questions, put them in the forum in the VIP section for Club Gym Nerd members or better yet, join Club Gym Nerd if you'd like to get extra podcasts, if you want to fall asleep to even more of us and you want to le- you can listen to it or you can watch our episodes if you're a person that likes to watch and see all the faces that Spencer makes um, or how I'm basically trying not to bust up the entire time we talk. And if you uh, want to support us in another way, please uh, subscribe or rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us at Gymcastic on all the socials. And I'm O to the Burns, Spencer's the BB situation. Kensley's Kensley Ann. Is there anything people should watch this weekend besides Eurovision to prepare for our discussion?
0: (laughs) Yeah, go back and watch it. Um, You can complain because I'm not sure that there's a way to watch Australian nationals yet. And that's unacceptable for us because I would really like to watch. So maybe like spend the time complaining to Australian gymnastics that if they don't come up with a way for me in the United States, for instance, to watch Australian nationals, I'm going to be kind of cranky because I was really excited about it.
1: You can catch up on the SEA games because that was not mm-hmm. geo-blocked, I don't think. Or at least we could watch it, you know, here. So you can catch up on that this weekend. So um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. And until Friday on Behind the Scenes, please remember to take up on gay, split on rights. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks for listening.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.